Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, welcome back to the show again this week. I am continuing with having some great guests on on the show. I've been in just this run of having some amazing friends. We've gone through a lot of different conversations. And this week, I am going to introduce you again, if you, if you are unfamiliar with my friend, JC Christensen. She has been on the show before. And if you have been around She Rises at all, especially this last one, you have uh, just been a part of her leading worship for She Rises with her incredible team. And and so I decided to bring her back on the show again this week to just introduce you to her and to hear her heart a little bit about this year's theme. Um, I'm going to get into that here in just a few minutes, but JC, welcome back to the show. Say hey to everyone and tell us a little bit about you, where you're joining us from and how cold it is where you are. Well, hello, everyone. Such an honor to be back on the show with you, Susan. I am JC Christensen. I'm coming to you from a small town, but I guess we live outside of this small town on a farm um, near Breckenridge, Wapton area, Wapton, North Dakota, Breckenridge, Minnesota. So yes, it is freezing here today, definitely negative 20s, and it's nice to be inside. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about your family. Yes. So I'm married to Caleb, who is a farmer. We've been married for five and a half years now, and we have two beautiful children. Cambry is four and a half, I guess almost five, and she is just so much fun, so much energy. And Cannon is our little, little great guy. He is two, and he just keeps me on my toes, but always giving me hugs and kisses and such a cute encourager for being two. So yeah. Love them. <laughs> you have such a precious and beautiful family. I, I love just following you on social media and you're just, yeah, you just have an amazing family and your extended family as well. I know them and um, you're just surrounded by really great people. And uh, so this, this episode is actually being recorded kind of toward the end of, of January. And so it is very cold there. It is very cold here. But I have to say, having lived just a short amount of time um, up where you are, it is like a whole like next level up there. <laughs> and I, you know, I have a lot of friends, you know, we share mutual friends um, on, you know, on social media that um, every now and then they, they share pictures of just, you know, some of the roadways up there. And, and just recently with the, like the whiteout and the wind and all of that, I was like, yes, because it is so flat there. And so the winds just come across and somebody was saying that one of the highways were shut down. And, and so it just happens. It's a part of winter up there, but yeah. just kind of adjust and have fireplaces and hot cocoa and fuzzy socks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely slippers and fuzzy socks. <laughs> yes. Oh, so uh, like I said, 
this is just a, a really great way to connect with um, women in the online space and help introduce speakers and the worship leader to women who are uh, attending She Rises. It, it just really helps when the conference actually comes around where they feel like, oh, I already know you because I heard you and I heard your heart. And so there's already this connection being made. And so I want to dive into the, the theme of, of this year, and, and that is Warring Woman. Uh, and I'm going to really kind of pick that apart here in just a couple of minutes. But I'm curious, you being just such a strong woman of faith, I'm wondering, what are you hearing as, as you enter into the year of 2022? I feel like the start of a new year has so much excitement in my heart. I love fresh starts and I, I just know that God is moving already, but going to move mightily in this year, 2022. I really feel the Lord speaking Isaiah 60 verse one, which I know it's a very common verse, but it says arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And that just puts so much excitement in my heart and I know this is not a year to sit back and get stuck in old habits and ways. It is a year to rise up and let God use us as his children in this season. Each one of us was created for this time and this season, and we need to let our light shine in this dark world. So as we spend time with Jesus this year, I know that our lights will grow brighter and we are going to impact so many people. Ooh, that is really good. We could do like a whole separate episode just on that because <laughs> I I just I think that you could just preach on that whole scripture verse. I would just love to hear more about that and I'm really excited to see how the Lord just offers further understanding and goes deeper in, in that passage of scripture, because, you know, we know that the things that he impresses upon us and shows us, it's not just a, I think I'll show you this today, you know, cause I, you know, it just feels good. It sounds good. I think I'll show you this, but it's a, there's a, there's a reason and intentionality behind that. That is really, really exciting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So the theme, like I said, for she Rises 2022 is Warring Women, and it's taken from Psalm 68, uh, verse 11. It says that God Almighty declares the word of the gospel with power, and the warring women of Zion deliver its message. And so my first question to you in relation to She Rises this year is, what does it mean to you to be a warring woman? When I first hear the word warring woman, it sounds so intense, like I'm a warring woman for Jesus, um, which it, which makes me excited, but God was showing me it's obviously doesn't have to be like this crazy thing. It's like an attainable thing, you know, to be a warring woman is to not waver in my faith. I feel like the word of the Lord is power, obviously, like that verse just said, and when we are steady and unwavering, his power can flow and shine through us. Like I said before, like this is the time not to stay silent. I feel like it's so easy to get stuck in the mundane of motherhood or the mundane of work life, but God is calling us to rise higher this year and he's truly speaking like never before. So when we take the time to really listen and to be obedient, we're going to be blown away by what he does in and through us. Mm. Oh, Yeah there's a lot of depth right there. And yeah. so how do you feel like the Lord is stretching you in that way? I feel like 
from my personal example, I, I do some days let the mundane get to me and keep me bound. And I get so drained or like get distracted by just by taking care of my kids, you know, like that is a, that is a big job. And so it's not easy to rise above that, but I know that God's plans are amazing. And when I do take the time just to, just to soak him in and truly let him speak to my heart, I know that he, he helps me rise above, above the mundane, you know what I mean? And really, really puts just a fire inside of me. And I don't want a back row view to what God is doing. I want frontline access to what God is doing. And so it takes sacrifice, but the more we do it to God, the more we like spend time with him and really let him speak to us is when we can do amazing things for him. Wow. Okay. So let's just circle back to something that you pointed out. Uh, yeah. You said that you don't want like, um, how did you word that? A back room? A back view? row view. Yeah. Back row view. You mm-hmm. want a front row view to what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So unpack that for us. What does that look like? I guess I just see like, from my personal experience, I have taken years of just sitting back and being like, okay, God, cool. Like, <laughs> um, I, you're speaking to other people. Great. But like, I don't know, you know, I don't really hear you that clearly right now or, you know, things like that. I mean, we all go through our dry seasons, but the more we just like, don't allow that to happen or don't let us like sit in that muck, I guess you could say God, like God will speak to our hearts, you know, when we're like obedient and just surrendering to him, he wants to move. And so that is kind of how I feel. He's really stretching me this year. Mm, That's really good. And I think that it's encouraging for people to hear that he calls, he calls everybody into that place that it isn't just, you know, worship leaders or speakers or, you know, people that we wouldn't traditionally think that they have some kind of superior role or title or position of some kind, but we're all in given that invitation to move from the back row, you know, to have that, that front row access to him. And he welcomes everybody. He welcomes everybody there. And the other thing that I really appreciate you pointed out when I asked what what warring woman means to you you just you pointed out that it doesn't it's not like this loud you know like we're shaking our fists and we're you know doing all that kind of thing it's so much deeper than that it's so much more than that it's it's really you know like you said just really like our roots are going deeper and we're being more firmly established and and rooted and grounded in who God is and understanding that this is our hour to arise and shine this is right now and that there's a reason why we're alive on the planet right now. And you know, that we weren't here a hundred years ago. (laughs) Um, You know, there's, there's a reason why we're here right now. And so I think that sometimes the warring woman is saying, okay, I know that this is going on in the world, but we, as, as women of faith, daughters of the King, we don't take our marching orders from the world. We don't, we don't march to the beat of this world. We, we are women who, know the voice of God. And we don't, we don't listen to a voice of the stranger and we are spirit led people, you know, we're resolute and, uh, and just really standing on the promises of God. So good. Ah, so good. All right. So thinking of the, 
of the clarion call that the Lord has sounded to us as people of faith. And um, we're talking to women here. So of course, in case there's any confusion, he's, you know, giving this clarion call, he's sounding it to men and women alike, but um, this is She Rises. And I don't know, maybe someday somebody will found found um he rises but <laughs> um I've, I've been asked um over the years when are you going to do a he rises I don't see that anywhere in my future so um men um we love you if, if I have men listening we love you but we're talking about she rises women's conference here so but yes the clarion call is is to you as well so what do you see JC through eyes of faith that the outcome and potential is as we as women um, not only here, it's almost like our, our spiritual senses, if you will, like there's like a fine tuning, a sharpening of that. I feel yeah. like the Lord is calling us to so that we can first hear the call, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so when we hear the call and we respond to that, because it's, it's kind of like a step one, step two. So I hear, and then we activate our faith and not allow fear and intimidation and, and that kind of thing to hold us back in the back row. Right. <laughs> um, but we step forward and, and we say, God, I hear you calling me for, for this hour. And so, you know, with eyes of faith, what do you think the potential is to that? That is, yeah, it's such a good question. I really feel like when we do step into that calling, I see chains of insecurity and comparison fleeing as we each take our place in the position the Lord has created us for because he's created each of us to have a specific position in the body of Christ. We need to stop being shy and holding back. Like we just mentioned the song Gratitude by Brandon Lake. I don't know if you've heard that song, but the bridge is so powerful. It says, come on my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. And I just really feel like that just is so powerful, but it really, it really does just wake us up, you know, and just gives us the fire that we need to step out into that calling that God has placed on our lives. Mm, okay. So I am familiar with that song. I've heard it multiple times and I'm not musically inclined, but is that called the bridge or the chorus that you had? It's the bridge. Yeah. Okay. So that is such powerful words right there. And I think that what's additionally powerful when we really stop and think about it, it's like, you're talking to yourself. You're talking to your own faith. You're saying, don't get shy on me. Well, that's you talking to yourself, right? Right. And so do you feel like that's part of part of rising up in this hour in who God has called us to be and taking our position in him that we do kind of have to have, I guess at a lack of better words, conversation with ourselves and say, no, no, no. Like it's almost like rising up on the inside of ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Because I feel like, I mean, people can tell us to rise up, but until we take that position ourselves, like we have to accept that position that yes, God, I will rise above the mundane. I will rise above, you know, whatever we're dealing with, the battles that we're facing. And so, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. And so for yourself, when you have felt like, okay, I really need to push through this. I, I can see that I need to 
you know, kind of rise up on the inside of me. So walk us through that. What is that? What does that process look like for you? I guess it really starts in, in the quiet place, I guess, and just listening to worship music or whatever you need to set the atmosphere. I, I love worship. I feel like it changes the atmosphere. I think I say that in another question, but you know, like literally it's true. Like worship does set the tone just to let God speak and to do that. And so, yeah, I feel like starting there and I mean, God, God speaks that into us, but we have to accept to rise above. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And would you agree that we can't wait for our feelings to be our motivation? Yeah. So true. Yeah. (laughs) There are so many, yes. There are days I don't seem to feel God, but obviously he's here and he's still moving whether my feelings feel it or not, for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that if we waited for our feelings, I mean, we'd be waiting a really long time. I mean, I mean, and for some of us, we could be waiting like all of our lives if that, if we're allowing our feelings to be our motivation and, and really what that is, is our feelings are like, we've misplaced our power and we've given it to our feelings and our feelings are doing the leading here, you know? And so it's, it's really taking, taking that authority and rising up on the inside of us and saying, I really am not feeling the greatest today. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like being a blessing and an encouragement to somebody else, but, you know, and not leaving it there, not letting our feelings kind of tell us what to do because our feelings aren't the boss of us. So, (laughs) and so every now and then I need to remind myself of that. So yeah, that's good. Um, Um, So you uh, just really kind of hinted a little bit about the power of worship. And do you believe then that worship is a weapon? Yeah, 100%. It's literally God created us to worship. And so when we worship, it literally changes the atmosphere. Like I said, Um, Psalms 22, three, it says God inhabits the praises of his people. And so that literally means when we're praising God, when we're worshiping, he's there. And demons flee at the mention of his name. And so honestly, whenever we're facing battles or just feeling yuck and stuck, um, our biggest weapon is worship for sure. Mm -hmm. And you lead worship uh, at your church. You're part of that team. And so because you feel so strongly about the power of worship, how does that affect your leadership in, in different areas, even not only within your church, but I know that you have led worship for events, you know, even beyond She Rises, but you know, other, other areas. So how does that affect your leadership in that role? I feel like it ultimately takes the focus off of me, which I appreciate because we're like me leading worship is not about JC. It is about the Lord. And so I'm nothing without him. Um, All honor, praise, glory, and power belongs to him. And so it's freeing. Honestly, when I lead worship, as long as my eyes are on Jesus, like he's going to move and he's going to restore the hearts of people. He's going to bring the healing that needs to happen. He's going to set captives free because that's what he does when we praise his name. And that's, that's the power of worship. So, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And as you are leading, you know, your congregation at church or, or wherever it is that you're leading, is that just so deep in your heart that those that you are leading to the throne, that they really just 
sort of capture that, like the importance of understanding that these aren't just songs that we're singing, just words that, you know, just come out of our mouths. They're not just up on the screen somewhere. So how do you, how do you feel about helping those that you're leading understand that the songs that you're singing, they're a weapon? Like, how how do you, how do you do that? I guess, I mean, we all have our days where it's like you're leading worship and it doesn't seem as powerful as last week or something like that. But, but really, yeah, just setting the tone and choosing songs that are just solid truths of the Lord too, I feel like is huge. And just like praying and like talking through songs, I guess, as you're leading worship too, can really help people be like, okay, yeah, like that means that. And that's exactly what I need to to overcome what I'm dealing with right now. You know, like God's, God speaks through every word and every piece of worship. I feel like, like God is always speaking to our hearts in that. And so I feel like as I'm leading worship, I think that it's important to remember that it's not, it's not up to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you're the worship leader. I make my joyful noise in the pew. And my husband right now who is editing is, is saying, thank you, Jesus, that (laughs) she's not singing into a microphone. (laughs) Um, But I think that it's really important that we who are a part of the body, wherever that is, okay, that, that we, we can't place the expectation um, and the responsibility on the worship leader to kind of stir up those feelings on the inside of us. I mean, it, it's really taking ownership of our own relationship and, and understanding and growing in our understanding in a much deeper way of the power of worship and that, um, and that, when we begin to own that and take responsibility for that it's it's like we're not allowing someone else to just sing the song for us but that we are actively engaged what do you think about that yeah no that's powerful because it's true I can I can lead a worship song but until yeah you yourself are going to take that and let God truly speak to you through it. I mean, you can listen to songs without feeling the Lord, you know? And so God, yeah, God will move through that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know in, in different seasons of my, of my faith walk, I mean, we all have dry seasons, you know, I mean, we don't really hear a whole lot about that, but if we're just going to be honest, we all go through that. It's just part of being people of faith. We're humans living in the world. And, and yet I think that it would be encouraging for listeners to be reminded that even when you are worshiping, but your feelings maybe aren't like matching maybe the words that you're saying, that doesn't mean that, that God isn't hearing or receiving your worship. I mean, he's still listening and he's still receiving that. Again, I think that it's just really important to kind of take your feelings out of it and and to still engage in the way that you can in worship, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you've been with She Rises in past. uh, And so, what has been what has been your experience that way? She rises is amazing, Susan. I just I love it. I love every part of it. From the start to the finish of the conference, you can tell that every detail is prayed over and led by the Lord. And I just love um, listening to the testimonies that you've been sharing on social media of 
the many women's lives being completely changed by Jesus when they attend um, She Rises conferences. And it's just, there's something so special about joining with your friends and really setting aside that time to learn and to grow in the Lord together. And it just, you all get built up and you get just a fire, ex extra excitement inside of you when you're united as one. And so I just love that. I also love that it's a place to meet new friends and just God moves on every heart. Like, especially even though I've been like leading worship for a couple of your She Rises conferences, like God is changing my heart, even though I'm surrendering to him and using my giftings, like God is moving in my heart during these conferences as well, not just people that attend. And so you just know that God is there, that the atmosphere is just totally the Lord and nothing else. And so I appreciate that so much about She Rises. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Very generous. Thank you for those generous words. So I'm thinking about the woman today that's listening. And we, you know, we've kind of talked a few different times about, I'm just not feeling it today. Um, you know, I mean, who has not been affected in some way or another in the last couple of years with everything that's going on in the world? I mean, let's just address the elephant in the room. Life has been heavy and it's been hard. And oftentimes it really has been challenging to lift our voice in, in praise and worship. And so just the woman that's listening today and like that would describe her, um, you know, maybe she's going through life and she looks, you know, happy and she's, you know, pushing through, but underneath all of it all, she just feels like I am I'm just feeling weary. I'm feeling battle weary and worship has been really hard for me. How would you encourage her today? I would just want that person to know that you're not alone. I know so many people go through that. I've been there many times at, even as a worship leader, trying to lead people and just feeling worn out. Maybe you have sought and you've prayed and you've tried to worship through some tough battles, but you still feel weary. And so I just want to encourage you to not give up and to try shifting your focus to gratitude and thanksgiving instead of on your battle. Even if it's just listening to the lyrics of the worship songs, just positioning your heart to receive from the Lord, he will not leave you dry. I don't know if you've ever heard of the seven Hebrew words of praise, but they're they're in throughout the Psalms. It talks about the seven Hebrew words of praise and you know it says like praise like in our translations, but literally um, in the Hebrew, if you dissect that more, it, they're each like different things. And one of them is tauda. I think I'm saying that right. Um, it's an extension of the hand, thanksgiving for things not yet and that haven't came yet. And I just feel like that is such a powerful thimble of just like extending your hand and thanking God for God, even though I'm dealing with this battle right now, or I feel so weary, I'm thanking you that you are getting me out of this, that you are moving in my heart and in my life. No matter the circumstance, God, I am rising above this and I'm thanking you now for what's to come. And so I just feel like that that is so powerful. All of the Hebrew words of praise are so powerful to like dissect them, but that um, that's really spoke to me in times of doubt and times of just dryness. So how do you spell that? Because, and it's interesting, I have heard of those seven words before, but I've forgotten what they are. Yeah. I, I think that one of them is yada, 
Yes. And that's where we get the English yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So, but the one that you, um, that you just mentioned, how do you spell that? It's T-O-W-D-A-H. Okay. Okay. And so I wonder, people could probably just Google the seven Hebrew words for praise. Is it praise? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the Tauda one comes from Psalms 56, 11 through 12 is the um, scripture reference for that one. Mm, That is so powerful. Yeah. Um, So just a couple of, of additional questions. I think that, you know, when, when you shared, you know, just about the, the power of understanding these Hebrew words and just even in our weariness and our, you know, just like, oh man, am I going to catch a break here? You know, to be able to just find something to be thankful for and to lift our voice that way, that in itself was worship. Yeah. That is worship. Yeah. I mean, if we can extend and, and kind of broaden, if you will, the definition of worship to also include things like that, just, just like prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of, of, of just reflecting in God's faithfulness in the past, that it's not, it's not sitting only in, in church and singing a song that, right. it, you know, it's really prayers that way too, is an act of worship, Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Worship is, is our way of life. I mean, that's what, yeah. So every part of, of that exactly is worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's a way of life. Woo, that's a way of life. And so you had, you mentioned that even as a worship leader, you've had these seasons where, wow, I'm feeling a little weary myself. And yet, you know, that, you know, you have to lead, you have to. And so how do you, how do you personally push through that? Because you know, this is my Sunday and this is a a responsibility that I have. Uh, I know that I'm called to do it. I don't necessarily feel like doing it today, but I, I know that this is something that I need to do. How do you push through that on a Sunday morning? I feel like it takes place even before Sunday morning, you know, like that week, like, okay, God, I don't feel this at all, but I know that if I'm obedient and I step out, you are going to move in and through me. And I feel like usually right before worship, if I am feeling that way, I mean, I do this even when I'm feeling fine, but um, just like God, I surrender every part of this service, every part of this worship time to you. This is not about JC. This is not about how we sound or anything like that, but it's about what you are going to do in and through our obedience and our yes to you this morning. And so Mm I feel like that just like positioning my heart to surrender it all to Jesus does help me and I and God obviously comes through and praise God it's it's good mm-hmm. and for you then in those seasons have you felt a shift within you when you chose to just push through yeah for sure I feel like when I do like fully get to that surrender I feel like that's so key is like sur- surrendering it all you know it's not easy to do but it's it's key. I do feel, yeah, the shift. Absolutely. And I, I can just, I see God change. Yeah. Changing my heart and wow, God, like you are doing things like through me too. Like not just the congregation. I know that you're speaking to hearts through this, but God, you're doing this through in me, in myself. So 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit real quick about the importance of of surrender, because I think that that, I mean, we just can't like, thank you for coming and listening. I just think that that is so important because that word surrender has, keeps coming up in my life too. And so I'm just wondering um, what God is speaking to you as, you know, in relation to surrender and what that looks like to you and, you know, anything that you want to share, speak into that. Surrendering is literally just like dying to ourselves basically and just really being like god i am nothing without you you know like i'm nothing like we are just people you know i mean god created us and we're like god has placed things inside of us and through him in us god does amazing things but just the the process of surrendering is literally just it's the quietness of sitting before the lord I spent a summer at an international house of prayer in California, like many years ago now, but it was in that season where I literally learned just, just to sit, you know, I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in the business busyness of life. And I mean, I'm not perfect at this. Like I don't sit and take the time every single day, like I should, but you know, when we do like that's true surrender, it's like, okay, God, I could be doing my dishes. I could be doing this. I could be doing all these things. But when I'm surrendering and I'm sitting here in the stillness, like I know that you are like, that's when you move, you know, like that's when God, God does things through us. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so important. I think to remember that, you know, we have different seasons of busyness, whether you are a young mom, you know, with a, with a young family or an empty nester, like I am, we all have are different um, variations of busyness. And, you know, to just remember that, you know, whether you're, you know, carpooling your kids or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you can be always in that, that posture of worship, even when you're in the car or, yeah. uh, you know, you're cleaning your house or whatever it is that you're doing. Because a few minutes ago, you said it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle yeah. of worship. Yeah. It isn't just on, Sunday mornings, but it, it's a lifestyle. And I think that, um, you know, going back to the theme of warring woman, I think that 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 is a piece of, of rising up as a warring woman that I'm going to choose to be someone who always has a heart posture for worship. I'm always, I, I want to make this a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so good. All right, JC, where can where can women connect with you and follow along with you? I know that you're on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, those are those are the ones I'm on. <laughs> okay, perfect. I will put those links in in the show notes and look we look forward to seeing you in May. Um, May 13th and the 14th at the Lakeville Arts Center in Lakeville, Minnesota. It's a beautiful location beautiful venue, beautiful area. And we've got hotel rooms that have She Rises reduced uh, room rates. And so be sure to take advantage of those. Those are available. Uh, golly, a team member secured those for me. So, but I want to say like the beginning of April. Uh, and so make sure that you take advantage of that, but mark your calendar now because the Lord is, is on the move and he is doing something and we want you to be there uh, and to be a part of it. We have a, a seat with your name on it. And so it just 
won't be the same without you. So JC, thank you so much for, for just speaking into this area of, of Warring Woman and, and just really kind of talking a little bit about the importance of worship, uh, introducing yourself to women that are looking forward to coming to She Rises and just really sharing a little bit about what God is speaking to your heart for us as we kind of are heading toward May really, really quick here. <laughs> It's right around the corner. Um, so ladies, thank you for joining us again this week. And I always say it every time, remember that you are fully seen, you are fully known, you are heard, and God could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. Take care, have a great rest of your week, and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.